0: Today we're digging into the journey of Sana Foley, the brains behind Hellskate, a roller derby art, comic, and film project with supernatural twist. Sana, a roller derby pro turned director, producer, and actor, weaves her experience seamlessly into the Hellskate comic series. Get ready for a sneak peek into the Hellskate universe, from the Hellskate comic to the upcoming feature film. Let's plunge into the supernatural thrills and behind-the-scenes magic with the one and only Sana Foley. A little hesitant, but I just also want to say, Sana, welcome to Obsessions of a Roller Skater. Thank you so much, guys. It's good to
1: talk to you.
2: Intro was so good. I love it. So, for those just discovering Hellskate, could you provide an overview of the Hellskate comic series and its connection to your upcoming film project?
1: Yeah. So Hellskate was originally conceived as a film idea. So the script for the movie came first many, many years ago. And then the comic book series kind of um, came into fruition by way of a marketing tool. Uh, we did a prequel, a little short, like eight page um, comic back in like 2013 when I first kind of announced this brand to the world. And then um and then we thought, well, that was well received, so let's just do a short like a limited series based off the movie script. So that's how the two are tied together. We originally were going to do the movie first, but that's in a much more expensive endeavor, and so I thought, let's just switch it and do the comic first and build up from there housegate is it's a Good old bloody, glittery, uh, supernatural roller derby storyline that takes place on Halloween. A roller skater who becomes possessed by a demon on Halloween night, and then chaos ensues, and uh some friends have to come in and try to save the day. The first issue is like probably the first third of what the 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 whole storyline is. Um the second, it's kind of the introductory, right? And like the um the thing that jump starts the whole story, and then the second part is really it it goes more into I would say like the occult and black magic happenings in the story. There's a lot more blood, there's a lot more bloodshed, a lot more people dying, maybe there's trick or treating the third act is where the roller derby bout happens, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure different leagues do it differently but back in the day we lived for the after party we didn't really live for the bout itself we were like Mm-mm, we're, we're ready to dance like we're ready to win on the dance floor so <laughs> I had to incorporate a lot of that um you know mid-2000s derby after party vibe into it as well
0: yeah, the after parties are always such a good time. And I still think they are. Derby hasn't been exactly what it used to be, but uh, now people people are still ready to throw down after the day. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes.
2: I was just curious. I, uh, We and Sterling were looking at kind of like your history. You talked about having a prequel. You we were wondering if that is something for people to buy um, or is it just like just out there? We just didn't really know like what was the deal with the prequel.
1: So the deal with the prequel was that was actually an idea from my writer Carl. He because we had like the very first Salt Lake Phoenix. It was used to be called the Comic Con back then. Twenty thirteen, Uh we were going to go to it and like announce Housegate to the world, and we didn't really have any product, <laughs> so we were just going to go. And then um he was like, "Dude, no, we need to have a comic book there. So let me just write like a little." eight page teaser. And it's sort of the beginning of this current issue, but not really. I'll send you guys a copy. I have, I have a few copies left. Um, but yeah, we, we, yeah, they're not available for sale. The copies I have left is all that's left. And I think that's maybe about 50. So I'll make sure I'll, I'll make sure you guys get one. You have kind of like the spell in the beginning that goes wrong. So that's kind of part of it.
2: And the comic is so good. I've loved reading the first one. I read it in one sitting and then my mouth dropped during the last few pages and then I was like, Oh my gosh, this is not a second book. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> um So really, really great book. I love it so far. Well, comic book.
0: I was able to receive my copy as well. And it is like, I was just honestly taken back by like how beautiful it is. Like the quality of everything, the color of everything. Like I was, I was so stoked when this showed up in my mailbox. I was just like, I cannot wait to read this. And it's so beautiful. And it's actually darker than I assumed it would be. So that was pretty exciting as well.
1: Oh, that's so good to hear. I, I, I'm I glad you guys appreciate the, the aesthetic of it because that was really important to me to get that right. So thank you. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah.
0: And before venturing into the realms of like filmmaking and comics, you were a roller derby player as well. And could you share a bit about your history about roller derby and what drew you to the sport?
1: Yes. Um, I played from about 2006 to 2008 and so I was part of the first league here in Utah the Salt City Derby Girls and what got me into it was the a TV series Roller Girls and that was based on the Texas team at the time and I just remember sitting in my living room watching that and I come from a dance background like I grew up doing ballet as a kid and I so I love costumes and glitter and all that jazz and so and I've always been sporty so seeing kind of those two things combined in that series was so exciting to me and I was like why don't we have anything like that around here like I need to be doing this this is amazing and then about I don't know six months later a girlfriend of mine just kind of in passing said hey. Um, I'm doing roller derby in Salt Lake and they have open tryouts. It's their last open tryout um, coming up and you should go. So I did. They hadn't even had like a public bout yet. Um, But yeah, like from my first practice, I was just like, I was a goner. I was in all the way.
0: Yeah, that's it. It's it, It's so addictive. And it's just so much fun. And I mean, at the end of the day, I always find it super therapeutic, because you just literally can't think of anything else while you're there and you're skating and you're doing the thing. But uh, yeah, I, I love it as well. So you were right, you were right at the... Um, like right at the very beginning of it, kind of resurging and and developing into this like sport that it is now. Right. And nice and grassroots feeling to everything, which kind of gave it like an underground
1: feel. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely it definitely still had that underbelly vibe. And, you know, I think it had I think the sport had been around for about four years at the time or around then. And so the game that we played back then is way different than the game mostly, like uh whiffed or however they say it now. Um, you know, it's very different rules, very different way of playing. Like back back in the day, we weren't even allowed to skate backwards. We had to skate fast the whole time. I do miss that part. Uh I'm not gonna lie, I miss hard hits, I miss the fast skating. But um But I was able to see a little bit of that in a recent bout in Salt Lake between two uh, really, really competitive teams that came into town. And so that was fun. But yeah, the, the, the game style has totally changed. So
2: shifting gears into your acting and filmmaking career, what has motivated your transition from roller derby to the world of film? And when did you discover your passion and talent for acting?
1: Oh, gosh. So I was playing derby for about Two years, and I was on. You know, I don't know how they really run stuff now. I'm sure it's similar. So I, I was part of the compliance. I was head of compliance. So they put you know each person kind of in charge of like a department of the league, and it was like the worst department. Like because you're HR, and everybody hates your guts, and you got to say, oh, you're not making your attendance, so you can't play, like that kind of stuff. And um, so it was kind of that was wearing on me a lot. Um, and so I was just, I was kind of, as much as I loved the sport and I loved playing it, I loved my team, I really was just kind of starting to naturally look for something else to do, kind of stumbled into an acting class. Um, not something I ever thought that I would, <laughs> I would do, but that kind of just shows the desperation of like me looking for something outside of myself. And from the first acting class, I was, I was like, oh, this is what I was made to do. So it was kind of like the first day at Derby. It just aligned really really well with who I felt I was at the time in my core. And yeah, so it was it was amazing. And then um and so I kept I was playing Derby for about 6 more months while I was taking these first acting classes. And then I worked on my first film as an art director. <laughs> and it was a little community made like short film, like half hour horror film. And it was so much fun. I mean, working with fake blood and body parts and like just the debauchery of working like long overnight hours. It was so much, I just loved it. And then um, I played my last game shortly after that. And I was like, man, I got to there's, I've got to get back on a movie set. I was just watching a Rihanna music video for um, *Disturbia*, and that's what kind of it like inspired the idea because that, that I love that video to this day. It's so dark and creepy, and um, and I was like sitting on my couch thinking, "Oh my god, it's a I got to do a roller derby horror movie." Like, and then from there, it's just been like balls to the wall, like trying to get that dream out. So when
2: you had the idea to make the roller derby movie, um, what were like the first stages of like planning that just like getting like the screenplays out and all that, or how did you make like that jump? Okay. This is how those first like few steps.
1: Well, first you need a good story. And so uh, the original, the original story and the original first uh, handful of drafts of the screenplay are completely different than what the what the story is today. Um, and it, honestly, it took a long, long, long time to get the story right. Uh, and so I couldn't really, you know, stories everything in film and TV. So uh, I couldn't really move ahead very quickly without that in place. And I would have to say that it didn't, the characters and the storyline didn't really, totally solidify for me until maybe about four years ago. So, it, you know, I've been working on this since about 2008 and oh. just kind of slog. I know. Yeah. It's wild as it's well. Wild. And so <laughs> just slogging through and, you know, kind of just persevering because it just, it was the characters and the idea of it all just would not let up. Like every day I was thinking of this year after year, day after day. So I knew I had to stick with it. Um, and so when there was a couple moments, like a couple aha light bulb moments where I was like, ah, this is what I've been missing. You know, this is the loose end. So yeah, that definitely it took a long time, but that's okay.
0: And that's that's amazing dedication, but I think that in the end, like your end products is is just going to be that much more amazing because especially in horror like it's so hard to get that that plot right to to drive it home like start to finish i've watched like a lot of horror movies where you're like okay yeah this is good this is good and then the end is just like a total bust so (laughs) i'm not you know i i know if if that's your genre if that's what you like like you know that as well and i'm sure like as somebody creating that you're just like hyper focused on on making sure that um that it's just gonna hit like everywhere that it needs to But, I mean, I think the overall concept is so unique. It hasn't been done before. Like, you definitely have that niche. um, And I think that's just going to be, make it all that much more amazing when it all is finished. So, could you clarify where the film's, uh, like, where the film's status is right now? Have you already started shooting anything? Are there any insights to the storylines in relation to the three comic series?
1: So we haven't, I have not started filming at all. Um, This year, my goal is to at least have some some teasers and some clips shot for RollerCon to showcase because the film, there's so many stunts involved, obviously roller skating. It's dangerous. You want to make sure that you're not just like for me, it's I'm as an actor, it's important to hire people who can act and not roller skaters who might be able to act. So, uh, you know, going through the whole, like stunt training and the rehearsals, that's, that's expensive. So, um, it's something that I, I don't want to rush into just hurrying and and raising the funds to create the movie. And and it's not going to be cheap. It's not cheap, you know? So, um, there, I mean, I'll keep it as, as cheap as possible, but to do it right, which I think it deserves to be done well, Um, I just want to kind of like, take my time with it and make sure that I have an audience and a community built up around it. Um, And that was kind of the thinking with the comic book series is, let's test the waters, let's see, let's see what the interest is, because if I can build up my IP and make it strong, I'm much more in the power seat going to investors. I would say that the, this first issue of the comic that you guys have is like the first act.
0: And to confirm, the movie is going to be um, real he- people. It's not going to be an animated f- horror film. It's going to be a real, real actors, real people.
1: Yeah, real, real uh, live action. But it would be really fun um, to have some type of animated shoot-off from that as well, so... The possibilities are endless, really.
2: I'm here for it either way.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> um. So after you release like the first like, co- like the first part of Hellscape, like, what have you noticed? Have you saw like a huge like fluctuation of people like coming further into the project? Like, how has that like boosted Hellscape after releasing that first comic?
1: It's hard. Um, as you guys know, even with the podcast, it's just hard in general to cut through the, the noise online and everything is on social media and everybody's attention span is really short. So it's hard to know sometimes, like if you're reaching people, cause I, sometimes I think, my gosh, like I'm not getting any feedback. I'm not, I'm not really seeing any like engagement. But then when I run into people, they tell me like in person, Oh my God, you know, and I'm like, well, will you at least like the post? So I know, so I can like track, like what the, what the like interest level is my gosh. So yeah, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to say, but I think, um, it's definitely, you know, the more you're on social media and the more you're, you're engaging, the more you're going to see out of it. It's just, you know, when you're trying to build the brand up as well, and you're a one woman team, and I also do the social media and like build a community. It's like, you know, it's, it's, you can't put like all of your energy into like, you know, each of these things needs like a full, full attention. So it's been a little hard. I do get good feedback and um, I really like, the excitement from people is there so i just think i need to do a better job of just roping that in online
0: and what would that engagement look like to you from people are you hope are you um are you want, searching for people to come and like just interact with your content more follow the page more like watch the youtube videos anything that you have out is it you're just looking for engagement and interaction
1: sure you know that's i think that's like the the minimum at the minimum ask would be that. Um, and then like last year I did, I hosted some community events and those were really fun. Like I'm, I'm definitely better in person and I, it's more fun in person, but I did like a skate yeah. night at a, at a rink. Um, I did like a coffee meetup, um, and we did a trail skate. So I want to start doing more of these community events where it's, it's not just like, You're my audience, I'm the creator, and we there's a big wall between us. Like I don't want that. I want I want people to feel invested in this whole um, in-house skate so that you know as we grow and as the community grows, like I can reach out to them for feedback, for suggestions, maybe, you know, like they're they're more creatively involved. They just personally have a bigger investment in it as well. I would just want to build a world where we're all just like hell skaters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I love that so much.
1: You know, obviously, like these first three issues and the script is planned out. It's my character's the way I want. but what I what I see in the future is a community that wants to, you know, there's there's so many artists and writers out there that just don't have, they don't have the opportunity or they don't have the connections to people that are that are in that same world of how to, jump in and create a comic book or how to jump in and do film or, um, you know, they want to be writers and they just have no idea of where to start. So I would love for, um, the community to be able to take the end of Hellskate as it is now, and maybe create their own community comic book storylines after that to where it's, you know, I'm kind of still, I'm kind of still in there, but You know, they're kind of more leading those different storylines and journeys that these different characters can go on. I want to see what other people um, have ideas for. Uh,
0: You mentioned you, it's not just you working on this, this... um full project. I don't want to just say it's just a comic because obviously it's becoming so much more than that and it is going to be so much more than that. So um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about your team members and what they do and how their expertise are contributing to create the vision of Hellscape?
1: Yeah, so um, Carl Hoglar is my writer, -writer. co-writer. I've been working with him on the script since like he was the very first person I approached to help write because I'm I don't fancy myself a writer um and he is a professional writer so I met him at a coffee shop randomly and uh I said hey I've got this idea so we've been working together ever since and he's since become like a really really close friend of mine um and he's been the one person who's kind of who has stuck by the project this whole time um And so I, he's not involved in anything other than the writing. So I can't really say like I have a team, but he would be the closest thing to it. Um, And then the illustrator was somebody that we had found locally and then kept working with like for the last 10 years. So um, yeah, that, that was it. But again, that person was just like, just kind of a work for hire, you know, do your beautiful artwork. And then he's not part of any of like the planning or the producing or anything. (laughs) I would love to have, um, you know, a a really good, like producing partner. Like I'm ready. I'm ready for that. And it's not like a, you know, different people have come and gone. Um, but the project, you know, because it's taken so long and, you know, we're just bootstrapping this myself. Um, you know, it's hard to, it's a, it's not like a sustainable job for people. So they have to come and go as, you know, but I've had people, I've had a lot of people come in and help and do like really important things that have absolutely moved it forward. And I wouldn't be here without any of them um, coming in when it made sense for them to come in. So uh, yeah, but yeah, finding, finding that good, perfect, um, that perfect partner is what I'm kind of looking for now.
2: Totally. Oh my goodness. I cannot. That's so long of a timeline. And the fact that you've just been like bootstrapping it every single step of the way. And it's like still
0: passionate. Like amazing job. But it's 2024. It's the year of abundance. We will call in your perfect partner now for you. (laughs) Let's make it happen. (laughs) So... um. The decision to utilize crowdfunding
2: on Indiegogo, are there plans for additional campaigns or are you exploring alternative funding sources for the movie?
1: Yeah. Um Indiegogo I did back in 2014 and I I uh I really don't want to do another one. It's so much work and you really do need um you, you need a good little at least at least one other person helping you with that because for the duration of that campaign, whether it's like thirty days, sixty days, it's so much work, and that's you're living and breathing nothing but like hustling that campaign out. And the first time it I mean, we raised a a small chunk of money to where I could pay lawyers. <laughs> so uh, but beyond that, it wasn't it wasn't like anything sustainable, um, which was disappointing. Um but it just was what it was. It was it was still a great experience. Um but I really have an aversion to doing it again. And I know a lot of people, a lot of comic creators, um they do kickstarters for each issue or each story that they do. I think that's a revenue stream that can work for them. But again, that's just so much work and I don't know how I feel about like constantly going back to the same watering hole for myself. I just would feel too guilty. <laughs> I'd <feel> like, <laughs> <No worries. laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, so I need more money, um, to follow through with what I said and like, you know, like in six more months I'm going to need some more money. And so I don't know, like for me, it's just not something I'm comfortable with, but for other people it works magic and that's amazing. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. But also, like, I should never say never because, you know, next year you might see me doing one. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, if you need any help, you let us know. Honestly. <laughs> it, it's always hard to ask people for money. And especially with a project like this, it's so huge. And with everything that comes with film production, there's everything costs money. So it, yeah. it's hard, especially, you know, trying to get well, all that together.
1: Yeah. And with the... With the first one, you know, like, I thought that we were going to hurry and have, like, the next, the full length issue of the comic out. I thought we were going to go into production of the movie, like, in the next year or two. Like, I thought the time span was going to be so much shorter. And then when none of it happened, um, you know, like, that was 2014. A lot of those people that, that when that paid into that, they didn't get their first comic until August of this year. So it was like almost 10 full years of just waiting, but it was really important to me to follow up with them and make sure that it was like, Hey guys, I'm still here. Like I still respect and appreciate every dollar that you put in, whether it was like five bucks or like a hundred bucks. Like I swear to God, I'm going to follow through on what I promised. So It's just going to take like three decades.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm a I'm a big believer of things are supposed to happen when they're supposed to happen, and I I can feel you um and and how that kind of feels similarly like myself trying to like build my skate community around here. It's you know it was it was at a peak when I started roller derby, and it was so big, and then it kind of took a dip as it did seem to everywhere and across Canada. But you know even just like the the uh skate park aspect of it in the community scape like i constantly would show up put things out there and show up and be the only person to show up and i just kept doing it and kept doing it and kept doing it and within the last like year uh now i'm advocating with a group of people to have a more permanent space built in our town and they're you know we we host like a public skate and 35 people show up and I have no skates. Like I I give out all the skates I possibly have collected to people. So like now it's happening and I'm like, okay, like, obviously it took a while to get here, but like you stay true to what you want and persevere and just keep pushing and, and it happens. And I think, um, I think Hellskate is, is, is there. Like I, I'm so excited for it to be around and I'm so excited for the movie to be made and things to happen. Like, I feel like everybody is going to start jumping on the bandwagon too, if they haven't
1: already. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I I mean, it's like, you know, you work in your own little bubble, like, you know, and, and it's hard to, it's, it's easy to feel like you're just all alone. So it's, it's really nice to hear that feedback and, you know, and good for you for also sticking through because it, it is us just having a dream and planting seeds. Like we're just planting seeds everywhere we go. And sometimes there's no water. And then other times there's rain, you know? And like, so even if you show up and like, you're the only one and yeah, you know, yeah 10 people responded to RSVP and like they all dropped out, like you're still planting the seeds. So I think that's really, you know, crucial for people who they, if they, if they have something that they, a dream or something that they want to create or start like it's just pushing through those really hard dry spells
0: totally and so for you in the next like six to twelve months like what would you love to see come to fruition for hellscape
1: okay let me drop some stuff so my big (laughs) my big dream would be number one getting the the teasers and some little little clips made and out for roller and I have not announced this yet. It's not really like a big, it's not like a secret in the in the realm of comic books. But I have a variant cover being done by this, like, dream artist. And I'm so excited. And she's a female. So I'm very excited about that. Um, and then um, I'm also having the lettering redone in the comic because I wasn't satisfied with how the first one went. So I'll reprint, like... A very small chunk of this issue, but with a different cover and different lettering on the inside. So, that I'm hoping the plan is to have that at RollerCon and then also online. And then I also um, really want to finally do my Hell's Gate Halloween party. So, yeah, it's, I can't say it. Yeah. I can't say, like, a ton about it, but Addie, since you're local, like, you know, like, you'll be there. I'm coming. Um, <laughs> I'm so, so jealous. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I, I have grandiose ideas of how eventually I want Hellskate to grow into, like, an annual Halloween party. Um, more of a mix of film, art, skating, Halloween. Derby, you know, kind of like all those, like all the things I love and just have it be, you know, we'll start with like a one day, a one day, and maybe eventually it will grow into like a bigger, like a larger convention type thing, but I'd love to keep it a little more intimate and really special, but yeah, so that's, I'm hoping that I can pull that off this year.
0: So our issues that we have are going to be even more special and I, I, you can tell it's, um it's in your blood what you're doing because I received a cute little note on mine about the printing demons that may have messed up some of the words or forgot things and I get custom little notes in there fixing it and I like I love that I thought that was so on uh on brand and it was it was awesome and I'm not mad about it at all I thought that was wicked
1: (laughs) yeah I thank god I'm glad you like it because that was you know I had worked on this comic for you know I'll just say it Deadlines were missed for a long time, and the comic came out um, very late. And there there were some things that I was really, really bummed out about. But when it came, I was like so excited. And I was like, oh, my God, it's here. It It got here like two days, three days before the event I had scheduled. And I opened it up, and I realized there's a word missing on the first page. And then I was like, that's cool. It's cool. Like, it doesn't change a sentence. It's good. I can live with it. And then I turn, like, the next page. And I'm like, oh, my God. There's, like, an word missing. And then, you know, flipping through, like, there's, like, I don't know what it was. Like, 15 pages or something had, like, the last sentence or words missing. It just, there was a snafu. And I didn't catch it in the proof. <laughs> and so, <laughs> yeah, I cried for about 15 hours after that. Um, no. Uh, Because it was just kind of like putting all that time and money into something that you're so invested and looking forward to and that you feel like, you know, you've put it out there in the world and, and, you know, people are waiting for it. And just to have it not be perfect. I was just absolutely devastated because it was a really rough making this comic in particular was a very, very difficult um, experience. And so to to end it that way, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, of course, of course, of course. But then um, I called up a friend of mine who's an artist as well. And she was like, okay, this sucks. Like this sucks so bad, but so what? You're gonna lean into this and you're gonna fill in all those words and you don't have to be perfect and you can just scribble and have fun with it and make it whatever you want every single edition or every single copy is going to be its own little edition and be unique to itself and just own it. Like just have fun with it because it's not the end of the world. And this is how you're going to pick yourself up. And I was so grateful for, for that pep talk because it was like, yeah, you're right. And then Like after that, I never really felt bad about it again, except for when I happen to fill in all the bubbles. I think it's like nineteen thousand five hundred bubbles. Like, yeah, I think it's like (laughs) nineteen thousand five hundred bubbles I have to fill in.
0: (laughs) That's crazy. But it's part of the origin story now. Now that it makes it that much more unique. Like you know, someone else is making a comic and they print it in it, and they don't have anything. cool to say like that it's like yeah I came up with the idea we did it we printed it we got it out It sold but now you have this nice little extra little tidbit in there that makes it just unique
1: yeah it's it's I love it now I love I you know there's those moments like I said but like overall I love that it happened because it is it just gives it that just that extra thing that nobody else has
2: No, it really does. It makes it so much more personal. I remember like looking through and I was like, wait, what's going on? And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like personalized. I feel so special. So like, it really gives like a really great touch. And talking about the story too, I didn't expect it to have such a punch with the storyline. Because usually like with comics, they take forever to develop. And within like, I don't even remember how many pages it was like 15 pages or to 20 pages. I can't remember. Um, the, you had, you had like drama, you had suspense, you had my mouth drop and like you had all of it. And uh, honestly, like it did so good. And I was, re- I was ready to buy the next one.
0: Yeah. I was like, are, are there more out? Am I missing some? Am I miss? Should I have got all of them? Like, did I miss something? But I, th- there's only one out right at the moment. Correct. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. But if, I am
0: if... so eager for the next ones.
1: Yeah, I'm um I'm if I if I'm lucky, I'll have this second issue out by October. Um that's if that's if like nothing goes wrong. But otherwise it's going to have to be a little bit of a wait, which is a bummer, but um we'll all manifest
0: and we'll pr- protect yeah. Cast our protection spells <laughs> and get the salt out and we'll uh yeah, we we got to make it happen for you cuz October would be great.
1: <laughs> yeah, it would be perfect. So no,
0: this this project's it's really something
2: special. Like I can say, like for me, um, being like a younger like skater, um, like early twenties, I can say that I'm absolutely like in love with it. And there's a lot of people that I've talked to that love the witchy, that love the spiritual and love the horror and love roller skating, but they're always so like scared to like get into it, especially like with roller derby. There's not like the people that I've talked to don't really like know much about it. So I think that this is like a really great way to bring them into it and there's not really even like much like media coverage like in storylines with roller skating like I can think of two movies on the top of my head that have roller skating into it and so I think that having this come out is such a such a special treat for the roller skating community because it can like pretty much just branch out and share that love with so many people that have no idea like what it is so I have to applaud you on that
1: (laughs) Oh, Addy, thank you so much. Like you're, you guys are both just like making my day because like, thank you. Like, you don't, it's, you know, you're, like I said, you're in your bubble and you, and it's, it's hard to know what people think. And, um, like, honestly, what you guys are saying just means the world to me. So thank you so much.
0: Oh, totally. Yeah. And to, to me, honestly, something like this, um, and this going into a movie, like, as an avid roller derby player and someone who is trying to grow their skate community like i think the first big boom back into derby was kind of when whip it came out and since then there's been nothing you know i mean sure we can make another movie like that and it might be kind of floofy and make it see but that's not who derby skaters that i know are we're all definitely more raw real people um so when i saw this project and i and i heard you were going to be making it into a film like i got so excited because i think that is going to help the roller derby community
1: um
0: expand again with people seeing that more raw like you know it was kind of like badass like that kind of side to things um and it's going to draw people back into being like piquing their interest about the sport and then helping us who have the sport going and still have our communities growing like just kind of boost interest even more and then of course they're going to join and they're going to get you know obsessed with it and like, <laughs> they're going to fall in love with it too but then we have this cool like subculture thing going on with the the comic and the movie and and something that we can hold that's tangible outside of practice and show other people and be excited about too
1: that's so awesome and and what's really has this has always been something very, very important to me from the very, very beginning, um, because I know how hard it is to run a league and especially like a women run league. Um, I've always wanted Hellscape to benefit leagues like financially somehow. So, you know, obviously it's like so early, I can't even like say exactly what that means, but in my mind, I would love to, when I do take this movie on a road tour, to also do community screenings with roller derby leagues to help, um, help them raise money, you know, and, and that to me is like part of giving back to the sport that like made me who I am today. So yeah, I'm, I, it's, it's a, it'll, it'll feel like a full circle moment when I, when it gets there.
2: Oh, the feels, the feels. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to have certainly like put like hearts or something in it. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, how can people pretty much help like support like this movie for the comic book? How can the community help you to pretty much for you to give it back?
1: So liking, sharing and commenting and joining the mailing list are all free. So those are things that people can do very easily. Um, if you set your like notifications, turn them on for Hellskate and then just either share or at least like, and comment on, on any post that feels relevant to you. Um, and then that's always like so helpful, but then beyond that, obviously if people can afford to buy a comic, that money goes right back into the project and pushing that forward. So, um, and then, you know, if you join the mailing list and you're local, um, there will be some more local things that you can come to that are, um. I'm trying to keep those free, you know, for the time being at least. And so just come out, have a good time, meet some more people, um, you know, and let's just like grow together, like our little Hellscape community. And then you never know like what friends you'll meet either. Like I've met so many wonderful people just from um, not only Derby and acting, but like just the whole Hellscape thing. Like I've met amazing people all over the world. So you just, you know, I want people to like, Come out and join join my little army.
0: <laughs> but thank you so much. We really appreciate all the work that you've done.
1: You guys are the best. And however I can support you, please let me know.
0: Awesome. And if you guys haven't gone and grabbed and checked out Hellskate, like absolutely do so. Again, it's not just a beautiful comic book, but it's going to be so much more than that. But you love horror. You love the occult. You love roller skating. Like it has everything in here. Um, we got some really cool, amazing stickers that came with the package and everything like that too of course you know skaters we love our stickers so i was really excited about that but this is so unique this is something nobody else is doing so um you guys go support hellskate follow them on all their socials and get yourself a copy of this because you don't want to miss uh the first first one before the next one comes out you're going to want to be all caught up so Sana, thank you again for being here. We really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. We know you're probably so busy on so many avenues, but it was really great to get to share this space with you and share the love of Derby and just get to hear about what this amazing, unique project you have going on. And we are rooting for you and we cannot wait to see more. (laughs) Thanks, guys. And I hope
1: we get to skate together soon. Heck yeah.